Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar. And I have joining us today, Casey Coleman. He is the CEO at Monax. Welcome, Casey. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So why don't you get us started off by telling us a little bit about Monax? Sure. Um, Monax is a dinosaur in the blockchain space. We've been around since since 2014. And um, we were the first company to really focus on leveraging blockchain technology to solve problems of coordination within business. And we got our start because we were a group of individuals that were very interested uh, in uh, governance systems and legal systems and particularly problems of shared business processes. Um, and, and this led us to start uh, working in the very early days at uh, um, before there was such a thing as uh, businesses, uh, blockchains for businesses. Um, we started working on this idea that uh, business problems of coordination uh, could be addressed quite elegantly with blockchain technology. And uh, our company has evolved over time. Um, where we are currently focusing is on a more uh, narrow set of uh, problems, particular to the legal domains and uh, legal instruments uh, that companies um, instantiate. And we are working on uh, leveraging the, the assets that we have built up over the years of the company including uh, the very first permissionable blockchain, um, which is uh, now under the umbrella of the Hyperledger project, which is hosted within the Linux Foundation. Um, and and that, that blockchain uh, client was the first of its kind. It, was, um, it has been used by uh, tons of uh, different companies as they have uh, explored how they can solve their own problems of business coordination. And we've also really been focused as well on providing scalable packages of what are called smart contracts, uh, which are functional scripts that run within the context of a blockchain network. And we've packaged up those assets uh, really with the idea of uh, building a network uh, that is focused on uh, this idea of being able to leverage business processes to solve uh, legal problems of coordination. So one of the things that I uh, feel passionate about is that the technology, uh, that blockchain technology as a piece of technology is really about coordinating. Um, That said, there has been uh, within the zeitgeist uh, quite a focus on the finance side of this. In other words, uh, there is a a deep focus within uh, many portions of the blockchain ecosystem on what is the price of Bitcoin today or what is the price of uh, this token or how how can I uh, get a thousand X return on uh, some some modest investment that I might make in a, a protocol or in a team or in a design. And frankly, I think that that is all well and good, but I think that it's largely a distraction. 
And, and what I've been really heartened for, by in the last year in particular, um, as the industry has grown, is the evolution of thought that, um, the, that the value of a particular uh, thing within a blockchain uh, ecosystem, that might be a Bitcoin, it might be uh, an Ether, it might be some other token, that, that value is not necessarily inherent to uh, the properties of a particular system as much as it is a proportion of the actual use of the system. In other words, uh, there's been an evolution from focusing on the price of a particular coin, token, asset, to what can this do in terms of solving uh, real-world problems that uh, actual people really have. Um, and this has come from sort of uh, two dynamics. On the one hand, you've had uh, folks that, that are on the more traditional enterprise software side that have been become enamored with what this technology can do. And they're bringing the, their uh, experience and expertise from uh, finance domains, from insurance domains, from uh, energy domains, and many other domains um, into the, the ecosystem. And, and uh, helping it to evolve and really start to drive value. Um, and then you have on the other sort of end of the, the spectrum, we might say, uh, you have uh, a bunch of uh, uh, really kind of forward-thinking, um, more futuristic, uh, focused, uh, typically younger individuals, but not exclusively younger individuals, um, that are starting to, uh, that have been building software, are trying to scale software, and are running up against problems uh, that have been solved within uh, real-world business context. And so what you see is, is kind of uh, a, a real melting pot of, Forward future, um, uh, forward thinking. Sorry, um, uh, folks that are that have a no problem envisioning an entirely new world uh, mixed with uh, more traditionally minded folks that are a little bit more iterative in their thinking. And this is sort of collapsing on a middle ground where we focus, uh, where many in the ecosystem focus less on the price of a particular asset and more on what's the value that this uh, system or platform or protocol is delivering into uh, the, the world. So you, you started off with telling us that you originated as a, as a lawyer. How did you find yourself in this space? You know, what was that, what was that change that occurred? Sure. So um, my background, as I said, is as a, a lawyer. I was not the prototypical lawyer in that I didn't put a suit on and go work for a big law firm. After I graduated uh, from law school, I first I went to uh, first to West Africa. Uh, and then to uh, where I worked on war crimes tribunals, and then to East Africa, where I worked on governance reform projects, and, and then ended up running my own law firm. I'm, I'm probably one of the few tech entrepreneurs uh, that can say colorably they ran their own law firm uh, in Somalia. Um, I, I also am pretty sure, although I can't really justify uh, I can't really put data behind this, that I'm probably the first person that's ever pushed code from Mo to GitHub from Mogadishu. Um, but uh, the what I was really interested in um, as, a, as I was a lawyer was how can I make my own practice more efficient, easier for me, um, and how can I make it better for um, my clients? 
And I had built a, a range of systems that I had uh, open sourced along the way of my own journey um, as a practicing lawyer. And I was also sort of very enamored with uh, an old idea from the legal academy about uh, the computers running the contracts for us. Um, and, and this is an, this was previously a purely academic um, endeavor because there was never in, in previous generations of technology an infrastructure on which uh, we could collaboratively run a, a computer program. And, uh, and, and it was uh, this, the idea of the computers running a contract was a challenge in previous generations of technology because uh, if, if we're in a contract, you and I, I don't want the contract running on your computers, you don't want the contract running on my computers, and we don't really have a technical infrastructure on which we can collaboratively run it on both of our computers. Um, and and, uh, and I, in the very early days of smart contract enabled blockchains, the, the most predominant of which is a blockchain called Ethereum, uh, in the very early days of the development of that project, I uh, became uh, aware of it. I actually don't remember how, but I was instantly taken by uh, this idea that for the very first time, we actually have a, uh, a data and events infrastructure which can be collaboratively managed. And on top of that, you can actually start to solve this very, very old problem of the computers running the contracts for us. And so that, that's wow. what really captured my imagination at the beginning. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's something that, that still is needed. And it, once the solution is found, you see how it works, that's got to be motivating to, to keep pushing for it to work even better. Certainly. Oh, you know, oh, this is the kind of big idea behind what Monax is, uh, is doing in the evolution of the company in, in the very early days of the blockchain ecosystem. Nobody had an idea that this could be a, a, a tool for businesses. And so we had to evolve that. And then we had to evolve. How do you talk about this as a value proposition? And then we had to start to work on opening up the, the minds around what this technology can do for legal problems that exist for real world businesses today. And those are, are many and varied, but, but the basic idea is that if you look across businesses, business functions um, and across businesses, the legal function of any business is fundamentally the least digitized of any of the systems that a company might have. And, uh, and that's not necessarily, I don't, I, I don't particularly subscribe to the uh, idea that lawyers are technological cretins. Um, I, I, I don't think that lawyers are uh, necessarily any different from any other profession in their adoption of technology or their ability to use technology. The, the problem has historically been that legal is fundamentally the thing that connects my company to your company or your company to other companies um, uh, or, or whatnot. And, and so it's been historically extremely difficult to, to digitize that function um, outside a few particular areas, such as tracking billing, billable hours and, and other things, which you can control fundamentally within a single company. 
But because legal is this interface point uh, across companies, you really actually ab almost absolutely need uh, a technology like blockchains um, in order to start providing a technical foundation on which you can build things that start to digitize this function in a very real and fundamental way. And a way that you can trust because it is you know, it's forever. It is a blueprint of what's going, it's what happened, and it's it's a way for both of you to collaboratively, you know, work together in a space like you mentioned before, which is which is huge. Absolutely, absolutely, and this this ability to verify to uh, what has happened, uh, the ability to understand that a piece of evidence or an approval or some other legally significant event. Um, has been notarized as actually happening at a particular time by uh, the holder of a particular key, or we can think more generally of a user within the system. A user in the system did this thing at this time, and that has been notarized by all of the participants within the ecosystem. This is very, very powerful um, for a, a whole range of, uh, of business uses. Um, you know, typically, we don't have an ability as a business to understand uh, at a real fundamental level, um, what have I agreed to do, what have I delivered on, and what's the delta between those two? Um, and and you, because legal has not been digitized, uh, you don't have that ability to raise that information, which helps to understand and manage risk on the one hand. On the other hand, when something does go wrong uh, within our business relationships, there's a, a huge cost to working through um, what went wrong and who's going to pay. And a lot of that cost is, is really simply pulling papers out of files or pulling PDFs that haven't really been documented appropriately or tagged appropriately out of uh, big data lakes. And, and if you can move to a world where you have more structure around this, where you have a network level, a notary that a particular user did a particularly legal or a particular legally significant thing at a particular time, you start to build an, a, a, an evidence dossier around a transaction that makes it a, a whole lot easier, not only from a risk management perspective, but also from a dispute resolution perspective. And, and so this is uh, starting to um, open up some new, some really new possibilities uh, with a particular focus for uh, businesses that are uh, really embedded in the network economy. Um, and, and these types of businesses such as drone companies or robotics companies or autonomous car companies, they, they typically will have legal deals that will be extremely dynamic and will require uh, something like uh, the, the blockchain-based contractual management systems that can adapt to and really uh, in invigorate the growth of their network businesses, which is why for, why one of the reasons that we're incredibly excited about what uh, blockchain-based contract management systems can do uh, in the future and in the next five years. Absolutely. So I, let's go back to, to Monax and, and what is the user experience like and how do they get it set up and, and how do they use it? Sure. 
currently we're uh, at Monex. Um, historically, we've been uh, an open source horizontal software provider. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, we're kind of moving towards a more vertically integrated uh, solution for small businesses around how they can operate, create and operate their um, legal agreements. And in order to do that, we're working with a, a range of co-founders uh, to formulate a new public blockchain ecosystem called the Agreements Network. And the fundamental user experience of the Agreements Network, which is uh, where our focus is as a company right now, um, is, is fundamentally broken into uh, two suites of users. The network is really built to connect um, uh, providers of what we call legal products um, that are sort of scalable legal instruments um, that have techno technological leverage behind them uh, to connect those uh, producers with consumers of scalable legal products. And so I'll, I'll, I'll sort of, from a user experience point of view, we, we, we bifurcate um, between these two uh, suites of users. And I'll start with the producer side. Uh, for for the producers of uh, legal product, the, the interactivity um, looks uh, very straightforward. Um, someone will have historically uh, a, a template around a particular transaction. So that might be a new rental agreement, or it might be a mechanism for a small business to incorporate, or it might be a license for uh, an up-and-coming band. Um, to license their uh, songs to a particular distribution channel. Whatever the, the transaction is, um, at a fundamental level, you want to, uh, to manage the actual legal agreements that you can take to a court. And so it all starts from there. Um, and, and the producers start with their existing legal templates. They can upload them into the blockchain-based platform. Um, and then they will also identify what we call the parameters, which are essentially the variables within the contracts. And this might be the names of the parties, an expiration date, uh, a price, whatever. Um, and they, they fill in, um, they say, here are the blanks, here are what the fields should look like. And then finally, they set up uh, two uh, business process models. Um, and and what, these, what these business process models do is they set up a, a graphical flow chart um, that tracks all of the legally relevant events that need to happen over the life cycle of a contract. Um, and, and there's two workflows that the uh, contract management system offers, one for a workflow before a particular contract has legal force and then one after. And this allows us to then um, create a, a, a really active agreement, as we call it, um, once somebody takes this template that a producer has uploaded and they instantiate it. Um, and, and that package of uh, a legal template with a set of variables um, and two workflows, then once that is uploaded into the, the system, the producer says, uh, sets a price for what they uh, want to charge uh, for for use of that package, um, and then it is live within and globally accessible within uh, within the system. On the other side of the user experience uh, dichotomy or paradigm, we have consumers, and for consumers, 
they would go to uh, some marketplace uh, or some other provider of uh, some other portal into the blockchain-based network. Um, they would say, okay, here is uh, here is a template for uh, the thing that I want to do, and that might be uh, rent out my house uh, in this particular location, or it might be that I need to license my new songs, um, or whatever their transaction might be. They, they find that uh, template within the system, typically by a marketplace is how we envision it, um, and then they uh, fill in the blanks that the lawyer has set up, and uh, then they then they click go, and then after that, what happens is uh, the within the context of the blockchain uh, system, uh, a suite of business processes are instantiated and then tracked. And and so what this allows is for a particular user within the system to uh, be told they need to do a particular event at a particular time. And this might be a proven invoice, or it might be pay an invoice, uh, it might be ship a set of goods, or some other activity. And, uh, and, um, and, and this can, these activities can also be plugged into other systems as well uh, to provide some automation, but that's basically uh, the user experience. And so on the one hand, it's not very different from existing legal forms in, in, uh, in form libraries in terms of the user experience, uh, but the, uh, the, the possibilities that open up when you can start to manage the these things more in a more active way is a real step change in functionality from uh, filling out a form, getting a PDF, and then signing it with a pen and, and scanning it and emailing it to a counterparty, um, and, which is typically how most transactions would go today. Um, if you have the same ability to uh, fill out uh, the forms, but then also uh, be able to track particular events as they happen over the life cycle of the contract, you have a whole new uh, regime and suite of possibilities that are open up to you. Uh, it's, it's so many things that are, that are useful in this space, and, and I love that Moax is, is really trying to solve several issues and, and do so in a very educational and thorough way. Thanks. We, we've uh, we, we tried to be a heads-down uh, uh, company delivering value rather than participating in the hype train as much as we can. <laughs> That's always nice, for sure. So, in closing, you know, where's the best place for people to connect with Moax and to get more information and potentially use the service? Sure. To learn more about Monax, uh, anyone can start at monax.io. Uh, to learn more about the uh, agreements network, which we're building with a range of other uh, companies, uh, one can go to agreements.network. Fantastic. Well, Casey, thank you so much for joining us here today. and. This is, this is such a wonderful product. I hope our listeners can, can make use of it. Thank you very much for having me, Juliet. That is Casey Coleman. He is the CEO at Monax. You can find them at monax.io. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.